This is the Teachers and Tattoos podcast, Teachers and Tattoos. My name's Marcus, and today I want to update you on how CNUSD has been handling the school closures. My last podcast was over a month ago, and that was the week after spring break. And basically, teachers and staff got that first week back to plan their instruction to figure out what distance learning was going to look like for them in their classrooms this fourth quarter. And so it's been about a month's worth of instruction time. And so I just want to update you on some things in the district. The first thing I want to talk about is the meals. We were issuing meals to students who normally get free and reduced lunch. And that has continued and will continue until the end of the school year. Students on free and reduced lunch get free breakfast and they get free lunch. And so what our school specifically is doing in the district is They're handing out meals on Monday, and the student is getting five days worth of breakfast and lunch. So that's great that they're still doing that because the the students do need that food. Now, in addition to that, we've got a teacher that runs a nonprofit and also fills backpacks with food and games and toiletries for students. And the last time I checked in with her, she was still doing this throughout the closure. So that's great. You know, our additional resources are still working for the students. Another thing I want to talk about is the device handout we were doing for students who didn't have computers at home. They could maybe get a Google Chromebook or a Microsoft Surface Pro. I'm not really sure, but I'm almost positive our school mostly was giving out the Chromebooks. There was a phase one, there was a phase two. Students had to fill out a survey. There was some misinformation early that they didn't have to fill out the survey and we'd still be able to slide them a device on the side. Yeah, that was a big no-no. They definitely have to fill out the survey. This has really caused some, you know, problems with parents and students getting in contact with the district and receiving that information about the devices. We were scheduled to do a phase three after the first two successful phases of device handout. And then I got a message from a member of my extended family who's got a son in the district, and she had not heard anything. She was really upset because they left a pretty good district to come into CNUSD, and she thought that we might have a better handle of it. So I reached out to my contacts. I reached out specifically to my principal. We were able to get her the information, and she was able to get the device for her child after, I think, you know, over two weeks of doing nothing. So that was unfortunate, but uh, we did get that device. There was a staff meeting we had, and I believe a counselor asked our admin, you know, what would happen if a kid didn't get that device? How were were they going to be able to make up this work? And the general response that we got from the admin was, oh, well. Now, that may not be a a verbatim, you know, that's not a quote, but that was the general attitude behind the response was, you know what? They had their chances, and if they didn't get their device, then that's too bad. Now, I don't think that's specifically coming from the heart of our admin. That might be coming from the district, but, you know, our principals and vice principals, they've got their hands tied. If they're told they can't do something, then I guess it is, oh, well. But, you know, that was just the way that came across that the students might not be able to get advice. That didn't sound so great. We did have a phase four planned, but I think that got canceled because we're so close to the end of the school year. We're literally three weeks away from being done. I think at this point, the only students that are being issued devices are the ones that are going to summer school. And the reason that is, is because summer school this year is going to be done all online. They will not be meeting at all. So that's definitely something new. And I'd be interested to see how that goes for those summer school teachers. The third thing I want to talk about is the grade book. Different districts, 
different teachers. Everyone's doing their grade book differently. Okay. In my wife's school, they've got a different, you know, uh, format for this. They've got different instructions. We've basically been told to use whatever resources we want. If we want to continue to use the old grade book, if we want to use the new grade book on the platform that we're, that we've been issuing this work on, that's fine. One thing the district did do is they opened the grade book so we could retroactively put in some old work. I think I mentioned that before. And then it came out that we couldn't add anything in if it made a kid's grade go down, which, you know, that's just going along with the, hey, they could, they can only improve their grade. But as far as I'm concerned, if a kid did some work in the middle of the third quarter and, and I put it in late and it takes his grade down, that should be able to go. But apparently that's not going to fly. Anything that goes in, you know, as of the school closure can only lift a student's grade. So that was something that was kind of weird and came down kind of late after we were kind of done with the third quarter grade book. So I don't know how the district came to that decision. I have heard rumors of other schools doing it a little different as far as grade book and final grades. Uh, the rumor was that Newport Mesa was not going to fail any students. I don't have verification on that. It's just something I heard from someone who heard. Uh, but I did hear firsthand about uh, a school in Colton Unified School District, and they are making it so that graduating seniors this year only need three out of their four years of English which is a big thing because English is a class you have to take every year. What this means, though, in reality, is that because they're missing a fourth quarter, their district has decided to give them a year's worth of break in English instruction. I know a lot of English teachers were mad about that at that specific site, and you know it really just doesn't make sense to excuse a kid a whole year's worth of credit for missing one quarter of in-class instruction. But... Again, different districts, different grade books. The fourth thing I want to talk about is our campus being closed. They've kind of been a little more lenient as the weeks have gone on. They were scheduling days when we could go in. Now, every Monday, the campus is open. And then now, even today, the update is the campus is open basically every day. Security's back. The custodial crew is back. All we need to do as teachers is basically phone ahead or email someone and let them know we'll be there and make sure we lock the gates behind us. So campuses are wide open right now for teachers. However, I don't think students are allowed for any kind of sports or clubs just yet. One exception to that is that this Thursday, we are letting seniors come back and fulfill their obligations. So that could be turning in equipment from an art class, turning in their sports gear, or turning in their fundraising money. So slowly the campus is being reopened for, you know, I guess, essential duties. Sports would be the fifth thing I want to talk about. You know, no huge update on what sports are going to look like next year. And so what that's doing is putting the spring season, well, I guess the spring season is over, but the spring training season to get ready for fall is also being put on hold. You know, football teams would have spring ball. Cross country would go to the mountains and train in the altitude during the summer. As of right now, all of that stuff's being put on hold but we are talking about, again, like I just mentioned, letting the athletes come on from spring season and turn in their gear. And that's really the only thing going on around sports. I think I mentioned before, students that were in those spring sports still will get their PE credit, which is big. Some students do sports just so they don't have to take regular PE. So despite not having finished the season, um, they're still going to get that PE credit. 
which is awesome because some kids rely on that. Now, the sixth thing I have written down is curriculum. I just briefly want to talk about that. Our district has been really open about letting teachers decide on what curriculum they want to use. They did provide trainings for us. I didn't go to any of them, but they've been real open and letting us choose what we want to push out to the students. Some other districts have a lot more structure than our district as far as that goes and hold regular meetings. I know that my wife's school, they hold regular meetings once a week, whereas you know whether or not my department is holding meetings is kind of up in the air. So our district, again, kind of shut things down early and then really just opened everything up to the teacher's interpretation within the classroom, while other districts have really had a strict, you know, or some strict guidelines on what they wanted teachers to do. Okay, the next thing I've written down is staff meetings. You know, I've had a few staff meetings. I met with a link crew staff who I work with. I worked, I, I met with the Puente Project uh, up in Berkeley and these are all online meetings, obviously. I've met, with, I've met with my Puente program, and we've had, you know, staff meetings. The staff meetings, I really don't get much out of, and the reason why is because they mention things, and then they really don't circle back to them in the next few weeks. My example specifically is master schedule. What's the master schedule going to look like next year? One of our administrators mentioned it three weeks ago, and we haven't heard anything about it. And every time I ask someone about it, I get stonewalled, like it's too early to be planning for next year, which is kind of the underlying problem of this whole thing in the first place. But as far as the meetings go, you know, the recruitment meeting with my Puente program went really well. Unfortunately, recruitment's going to be down because of this. So we're looking at one cohort instead of two next year for the freshman, for the freshman class. But the meetings in general... Uh, with my specific programs have been good while I'm not getting too much out of the staff meetings. And then the final thing I want to talk about, and it's several things, is, is really how we're doing these uh, activities for seniors at the end of the year. Basically, everything got canceled except for graduation. And what we're doing, and maybe you've seen it on TV, is one of those drive-by, walk-up graduations uh, where the students can go. They'll have to put on a mask and, and they can walk across they can walk across a makeshift stage for graduation. So that's good that they're doing that for the seniors. The counselors also put together a video of senior awards and I was fortunate enough to get to announce one of those awards for one of the seniors. As far as everything else goes for next year, it's really up in the air. It doesn't sound like there's any concrete plan to move forward. Again, all of this hinges off of the county and you know the office of education and basically what the state tells us we can or can't do but that's the update we're about a month in you know i do wish engagement was a little better with my students it's interesting that some of my a students are doing the work even though they know they can't get better than an a and a lot of my f students maybe have just phoned in and decided they're not going to do anything with that so you know engagement's not real high right now but i know this is new to everyone all right thank you for listening uh, go ahead, hit the like button, share this. We're on Apple Podcasts. Have a good day.